0: Hi, everyone. This is Sumit Chhajir, co-founder and CEO of
1: Auto. One minute, ready. this. This could be a great intro. Hi, I'm Akshay. Hi, this is Saurabh. And you are listening to the Founder Thesis Podcast. We meet some of the most celebrated startup founders in the country. And we want to learn how to build a unicorn.
2: still remember the first time I bought a Microsoft product. I had to go to a physical store and pay quite a bit for it. And in return I got a box the size of a dictionary with a CD inside it. But life has moved on. Today we no longer have to buy software. We just pay a subscription fee and the purchase process is no more than a few clicks. Compare this with buying a bike. The two-wheeler buying process is still stuck in the past. You still need to visit a showroom, place your order with an upfront payment and visit the showroom again to get delivery. Most startups in this space simply connect you to a showroom near you. This is the market that auto is disrupting. Imagine getting the convenience of e-commerce and home trial and home delivery of a bike and imagine being able to pay a monthly subscription instead of an outright purchase. This is exactly what Auto is making possible. In this episode of the Founder Thesis Podcast, we speak to Sumit Chazid, the founder of Auto. Sumit is an IIT Mumbai alumnus and a serial entrepreneur. With his previous venture being the used two-wheeler platform Credar, which has raised more than thirty million dollars till date. Listen on to Sumit's conversation with Akshay about finding opportunities and scaling businesses.
0: Officially, I started my first startup in third year of college. In 2011 was the time when I like officially got my in and started the first private limited entity for myself. This was Analect Power Private Limited. It was into solar. So, interestingly, I built this Analect Power where the idea was to promote solar usage. So I was part of Techfest, which is the kind of technical festival of IT Bombay. And in 2008, 2009, the theme, especially the theme around green was very, became very strong, like right? the climate change problem, covering up on the global stages. And that's how started working, learning about, we were theme of that year for tech was also very much around sustainability of the nations, of the world. And so deep dived into what are the alternate sources. And solar was something that picked us interesting, picked our interest. And hence, we started this company to promote solar technology, the usage of solar. So that's how we finally got a. I come to the
1: yeah, well, what, what what were you selling? Was it a B two C, B two B? What was it like? What was the business?
0: So, so there were two parts to it. Obviously, it's evolved as we did it. So, well, the first one was we worked a bit on the technology as a for innovation. So we did. So I was in chemical engineering, and my other partner was in physics. But we both did some solar courses to just make sure that we learn, and that's the confidence where IIT helps. That it's open in place. So if you want to do something, you can technically go to another department, do some courses, and also learn and gear up for the future. So we did some courses, learned from on the sideline, We used to do some R&D through a small lab and uh, worked on some products. So the idea was to solve, solve upon the starting point was that solving the heat demand in the small size factories. Like someone who needs steam at anything between 70 to 90 95 degrees Celsius, how can you use a solar platform combined with some uh, electronics to give that kind of a controlled supply at a controlled temperature? So... There were some solutions that we built across, and then started promoting, and so we got certain interesting clients in and around, uh, which is Mumbai, some in Hyderabad. So we did uh, multiple projects there, some projects in Thane, and it's a different space because it, it's, it's heavy operations heavy, right? It's not just the technology; it's it's a proper EPC where you have to plan a project, you have to get the components, installation, servicing. So I learned a lot through the journey. So one thing I still made sure that I never demanded money from my parents. I, I worked as a teaching assistant at IIT, see good grades help you in all this. So, I was able to get a TA uh, role in a course, and that gives me roughly around eight to 10,000 per month. I used to earn out of it and used to like invest this money to run my startup. So, it was easy because there were a lot of in- kind of demand and inquiry for those sessions from our side. So, we created a module and we were doing it. And, parallelly, we were running this product technology. Yes, over time, how it evolved was that seeing technology had a lot of OPEX involvement plus solar has been still a bit of a government regulated, I'd say category where at least by 2011-12, it's not a B2C retail market product and realize that you need a lot of understanding to work with government and government processes and policies. That's how this product evolved while we were doing the solar, which is our core. But since you're building this good platform where, just con- where students can come, engage, learn. And also do projects can we open it for other courses and then hence we reached out to some professors of IIT Bombay that look we want to democratize the resource tradition that we had at IIT to larger masses and this will help India to like learn and evolve and then that's how this platform became a kind of a product in itself which we over time named it as course wave as a platform and this course wave was something as a platform available for on one side prestigious professors to create courses in a bite-sized form and then different students of different universities can engage do the courses get certification and they can learn to be a better engineer so this is what you want so this was something like an nx kind of
1: an approach like massive open online courses right okay okay
0: so so we we did this for roughly for a i think till 12, from 2011 to 2030 and fortunately, I got the chance to meet a veteran from Silicon Valley. And he was at IIT Mumbai for a conference. And when I met him, considering he was very active in the tech space, I met him to showcase what we are building. And when I showcased this product, they liked it. And they offered that, why don't we make it global? So they loved the whole co-op kind of experience of the platform that you have built and the vision we have. And they said, look, today with the growth of the Coursera's and edX of the world, our universities wants, also want to have their own platforms to bring masses towards the education. Like essentially they want to reduce dependence. And can we may use this platform to be the channel for the universities, right? Because, and that's
1: like a Shopify approach,
0: basically. Correct. correct. Okay, got it. So that's what they offer to us. And I think just out of college, six months, and getting this opportunity and working with some people like the veterans who are sitting at silicon valley and have been the future builders of many technology we took it. call that at this stage it makes sense to join hands and build this with them because then we'll get a huge exposure and understanding so we work with them this product moved just from a IT or, or india centric to a global centric and after this product very global obviously we work with them we got a excellent learnings because now we had one team in Mountain View, people like who have been leaders of engineering and technology and product at Visa at different companies joined us, and we were running another team from 2025 odd in India who was focused on operations, content, technology building, etc. So worked with them for another 14 months. I scaled the product, product went global. What was the arrangement?
1: Like you became so,
0: yeah. So our product got acquired by their company. Yeah. So they. they uh, so they used to. Okay, okay. They already had a company. They had a company Coastmaster So the Coastmaster acquired courseway and we became
1: a so they they acquired the uh, the I, uh, ip the intellectual property okay. Okay. and as part of that deal you stayed on
0: yes yes building
1: and continued to build the the product there okay what like did you get money from these acquisitions these two like the the power uh, renewable power
0: one and the tech one so we got definitely we it's a it's a cash and stock deal so we got certain cash we got certain stocks in the in the global company as well so yeah
1: so as it you you had enough to put in the seed capital
0: for your next venture correct it's correct so again this time also what we started born out of our personal experience again coming through our tier two city tier three city like Udaipur, big fan of two wheelers so we said yet india runs on two wheeler right i have been seeing through my life that two wheelers are the core and we have so many tools on the street and people as many as people buy new, there are many people who are buying second. Right? This needs to solve. Today's platforms, maybe because of different reasons, are focusing on the four-wheeler category, which is also huge, but it's not, from an impact point of view, it's not as huge as the 2 wheel categories. And that's what intrigued us to say: that let's take this up and let's solve it. We need to build a fulfillment platform in a used 2 category, a platform that stands for trust, transparency, and convenience. For the customer who is looking to buy a vehicle,
1: like did you want to do the inventory-led model, like where you actually buy the vehicle and maintain the inventory of it, or did you want to do a marketplace
0: model? So uh, I'll tell you, I think models all evolve, right? So first point was that what is the problem I want to solve? So we thought on the solving of the problem. The problem, first problem I want to solve is that customer as a customer, everyone like is not an engineer, and everyone is not enough understand has enough understanding to understand what is wrong or what is right in the right. So the first thing was as provide customer platform where he can get multiple options. And these options are available with certain information which is assessed by an expert who understand to be well than right And the inventory that is put on the platform is available for it. So two things that we face, right? One we used to make a call to a person, he says, my number is fake. Second, Equally, he calls, that's why he says, my bike is sold two weeks back. Why are you calling now as well? So, getting the full So, one was making sure that the, the vehicles that are listed on the platform are available today. And second is that the vehicle listed have reports, expert reports or reviews where they know what is this vehicle. Like if it is priced at 20k, why it is priced? And is it the right price? If it prices to 30k, is it the right price? So, this is what we wanted to solve. So building supply, I think I'll come back to later that that's an evolved process. But the first one, this is what I want to solve. So what we did to build a quick inventory, we went to the dealers. So 2nd hand dealers in the market. So many mechanics over time evolved as a 2nd hand sellers because there was always a demand. So they put up a small garage and refer to it. We partnered with them, so we said, hey, look, this is a digital world. And today, many customers are looking online to buy and we'll get you the presence." But we have two conditions. One. We need to know what vehicles are available. As soon as the vehicles are sold, we need to know about it so that we remove the inventory. Second, all the vehicles will be inspected by our expert. So we have a team of mechanics, our own Minipin mechanics, who will inspect the vehicle on certain parameters which are important and critical to see whether this vehicle is eligible to be even listed or not. And if it is listed, there is a score ranking between 3 to 5 that it has. So below 3, we don't even list it. Between 3 to 5 is what a vehicle will be listed. So this is how we started that every vehicle on the platform is curated, inspected by our persons. So to a certain extent, we, we can create a, a trail about that how the vehicle is for it and the vehicle is available in the market. That is how we started the model. And you would take like a commission from either the buyer or the
1: seller. That would be the earning. Would the, the garage uh, guarantee you exclusivity because you are spending money on inspection. Now, if he sells to some other person, then that money is wasted.
0: Correct. You all want to command it, but it happens only as you generate enough demand. So first is engaging. First is you engage him so that he feels enough value from the platform. And then over time, you go back and create larger books so that you get the priority in the system. Right. So we obviously built it. So this is how when we started solving the problem on the demand side. That's what we scaled up from three people. We quickly grew to Almost 100 plus odd team members scaled from one city to five cities. Tell me about this nature of scale-up. Was it 3 to 100?
1: Was it most of them people who were going out doing bike inspections? Or was it like what kind of scale-up were you doing? In what way?
0: So scale-up for both both sides, obviously, I think it's an operational business. So you have people on the floor, on the ground who are going to run the show for you because every vehicle needs to be inspected. Make sure that when the customer goes, you have a support team to help him out. So that is that expense is the key for him. And then obviously we built a very strong central team who had smart people so YITs, from IITs, from IMs who were working with us and scrolling up the scale, technology, marketing, product. So we got some good colleagues from our side and some references to build a very strong team. And also that team, that scale uh, helped us in like doing a $15 million series in six months of the origination of this company. And. And by then, this was the largest series that would have happened in the country. Now, also, like people are writing seed 6 or 50, <laughs> but that is something that happened to us. Fortunately, we were able to scale up for six months. Uh,
1: the app you had already raised prior to that?
0: Uh, roughly around half a million dollars from some of the angels, uh, stable founders, Ganesh, K. Ganesh of Basket. And they all came in and invested in us before that. And then we raised this round for uh, six months. So yeah, scale-up happened pretty fast.
1: Tell me the number of sales or, or like number of your bikes listed or some number like to show cu- customer traction. What was that like?
0: So we, so I mean, it's been six months, but we were able to quickly grow from, let's say, doing like, the first one. We were doing roughly around, let's say, 30 odd vehicles and so 30 odd vehicles. We were started to doing roughly around 600 odd vehicles when we signed the tamshid So that's almost like a 20x growth in quick six months time. We got it from South Mumbai. We quickly launched Bangalore and Pune as well. So we were in three cities. So co- we could clearly showcase the ability of the team to scale it up. There is a good traction happening on the platform, and and I think it's also thesis right at that time. The whole marketplace models were interested to, for investors. People, investors, after sunset flip cards and all that. They wanted more platform led strategy kind of uh, products or platforms to kind of uh, invest in and be part of the journey. So that obviously the market sentiments also helped us in with this. In this. And and you would earn like two 3,000 per bike or what? Like, like. <coughs> so scaling continued. We realized, see, today the supply is coming only from the dealer. So I limited that if my customer wants X and if my partner doesn't have it, then I do not have it. So then we went back to solve the supply problems for our dealers. That look how they get the supply, how they buy the vehicles in the market. And that's where we understood and we built the C2B side of it, where we understood that today in India, where a customer wants to buy a new vehicle, many of them, 30 to 40% has an old vehicle to exchange. So we built a platform where these old vehicles with people are coming for trading, basically leaving the old vehicle and buying a new one. We built a platform where these vehicles will be sourced through our platform to our suppliers only. So that the suppliers can build, based on the demand projected, they can get the right vehicle in their region and then sell it, refurbish and sell it to the customer again. So we built a full stack model where we're helping these partners to acquire the right supply, refurbish it, and sell it to our customer through a demand check. So that's what we built across. And further over time, as we got more data, more skill, we realized that the second dealers are pocketed, right? And it's still, it's a O O2O model, right? Where customer wants to see a bike at least once. So he needs to go there. So we realized that, for example, there are a lot of second dealers in, uh, if you talk about Bangalore, you know, they're in Kyarpuram, Nagar, but customers who buy new two dealers, are in Indira, right? So, how can I serve them here? So, slowly, so you opened the franchise stores where we said, okay, okay, look, we'll have franchise stores where even in the pockets where there is high demand but no supply, let's create the demand center, supply centers here and work on it. So, that's how we got into the franchisee piece as well. So, that's been a.
1: How did you give out a franchise? Like, say you had these dealers, so this would be someone who would be like that dealer only, except that this was someone who was appointed and trained by you. Like, that was the difference.
0: No, 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 no. We had a different concept. See, obviously, this industry, uh, I, I, you need to understand the industry. Which we thought that obviously, considering now Auto has a full stack experience, right? Can we enable financial investor to get excited to invest in this business? So the idea was that we you invest, we make sure that we train the team ex- team you need at the outlet. We provide you the enough technology platform, technology access, so that you can get a certain assured return without much involvement of yours. So bit more controlled experience to create because it's a very niche category. So you'll not get people to naturally understand this. And idea was to basically give people an option to make finance, good financial return on this kind of option as well. So we built a very strong SOPs. We built a very interesting trading systems and technology pro- pro- processes so that anyone even doesn't know who a business can start his own startup. Industry. So that's how we evolved. So as a founder, I used to have so this was like become an entrepreneur
1: that was the pitch like like become an entrepreneur with creda like you you will get supply from us you will get demand from us you only need to run operations and invest in inventory and invest that one time investment in setting up the center
0: correct exactly got it okay yeah. That's how it happened. And uh, slowly, slowly, so I used to head product and marketing with three founders. So I used to head product and marketing. I, so I used to work a on, lot on the various initiatives, pilots, like we did Pike Bazaar, which became a franchisee over time, C2B product, different channels we have built across. What we realized is one big thing missing in this category is the financing. So used to financing never existed. And that's the first question. Imagine a customer not buying a new vehicle because he doesn't have money. So he is the most deprived person from a capital point of view and then is going for a second in bike and he's not getting enough capital even to buy a second one. So that's why we said it, if you it can, it, it can provide access to financing option or capital, we can make it much more easy and convenient for the customer. So always the focus has been how we can make customer lives easy and convenient. Right. So and that's where I ventured in partner with Hero Fingor, Just Money, multiple partners have brought in to also give access to financing. That look, we understand a market. Even if something goes bad, we are here to kind of help you in liquidation and all your that. logic. And that's how we'll also launch the financing. And that was my kind of entry into the financing world that how things have happened. And and I did financing with different brands. These these partnerships with NBFCs, was it like,
1: like there's this concept called first loss default guarantee? So so were you...
0: No, no, no. These were not there. No, no. We, as a, see, as a business, we don't understand risk, right? So you were just like a lead sharing. Okay. So we do an origination. So it's an origination. We'll do the process for you, but you take a call. Like right. we don't want to get into a, a, a our company had a very different name We wanted to stick to it. It's just we want to provide customer better access. You did want to get into the risk at the right part of it. Okay. okay. That was the time. So so three interesting things actually I learned during that phase of from late 2016 to mid 2017. Three interesting shift, rather while observing. What, what, what? Question quickly just to establish timeline
1: when did that 50 million series a happen 2015 around August 8th yeah so so there's about a year after that when you got into finance
0: correct here we scaled it up and a bit so here we scaled it up we made this very interesting model full stack platform which was run by my other two partners and I said "We'll let's take some more initiatives that I launched to your financing and a medium like how to create content to engage a customer right? Because engagement of customer is very important here. He takes decision over weeks. It's not one-time decision. So if you engage customer the platform, make it break well, in it's easy for him to trust you. Like reviews. Correct. User-based reviews and uh, content around to make the right decision. We started it with a lot of traffic and ideas also can be monetized. Like Pulsar versus? Jama uh, FC and all. We did it. So we did this interesting piece. We also monetized that part. We worked with different banks and other brands to advertise on this platform because. If customer coming to buy a tool and build, might need financing, might buy a new vehicle or my excellence to get your brand. So how you can work on it. So I used to edit this project and the financing project. Three things that kind of picked up for me as a shift happened.
1: What were the numbers by that? Like you told me 600 sales a month when you, in,
0: in that August 25th. So, so by this time, what? Would... Now it is, by this time we would mean roughly around 2,500 odd numbers. Roughly that's the numbers we could start editing again. And so that's the business scale we reached out to and actually we doing good financing numbers as well. Three things that kind of fit across while working with brands and banks and all in the ecosystem, that that consumer in last five, seven years during by 2017, from 2010 to 2017, we could see that an interesting shift is happening. That today's customer likes to change much faster. So earlier generation, by to, by a decade back, people used to use the same vehicle for six to seven years. We could steadily see on the platform people are coming and changing vehicle after two years, three years, four years, and realize that today's customer likes changing it at almost the half a life cycle, which the others were. Like, right, that is one big change. Second, seventy percent customers today wants financing. So the new age customer, the millennial and Z generation customer today is craving for optimizing the cash flow. Anywhere if he has to invest more than five k or ten k, he wants to not invest his own capital. He wants to get some access to finance, and obviously the financing has become digitized and easy. That's the consumer mindset has shifted from a, a savings mindset; he's moving more towards the cash flow mindset. That's been an interesting shift. yet consumer is caving for finance. More and more customers are coming for financing. So, earlier in new tool of the financing, is around thirty eight percent. Now, almost sixty by seventy percent people want finance. That's a big shift, right? That it's almost double. Third hand being that. Today's customer is digital savvy. Right? This customer is comfortable buying an iPhone, which costs like seventy, eighty thousand 80,000 rupees, buy a TV, which costs like 30 40,000 sitting at home. So this customer wants very low touch, convenient option with commitment-free model. Right. So customer today's customer is digital savvy. This customer crave for convenience. Today's customer wants commitment-free options, right, where he's not too much involved.
1: Yeah. What do you mean commitment-free? Like... Like no commitment to keep paying every month. Or like what does that
0: mean? No, 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 no. I'll tell you. So what is commitment? See, nothing should become a burden. Everything should be asset light uh, from a consumer point of view. Right? If I have to use it today, use it. Don't want to use it? Can someone just take off the burden from me? right as a customer, people see well, that's why the models of past twenty four or 10 are all work because people don't want to invest their time into it. Like people don't want to talk to ten people and figure out okay, who will get the best. Day. People want yeah. You give me a price, take it. Half an hour, maybe you bought the vehicle, it's fine. But I'll buy less, but I don't want to. So, convenience is important, right? People that's are buying flip Flipkart, booking a cab, because the mindset is moving towards I don't want to invest too much of my effort in something which is not my core likes, right? It's a part of life. It's not, this is not how I'm making money or bringing money. That's been a big shift that was not there earlier, right? So, so, that's where we see that anything which comes with a bit of a burden or commitment is, is not something that today's customer likes. Uh, if it's, it's, you don't have a choice, you have to do it, but that's not the pri- the preferred choice for the customer. Right? Against it, what we've seen, being in the ecosystem for so many years, we've seen that even buying a new two wheeler in India is still it's, it's still stuck in nineteen eighties. Just to put it up. Right? It, today also, as a customer, you have to walk into multiple showrooms. You have to go to a Honda showroom, you have to go to a Hero showroom, Suzuki showroom. Prices might be different at three different outlets, so you have to try three different outlets of Honda and then Suzuki. The NPAs are slightly higher in the category. So you have certain NBSS banks sitting at the showroom. They will provide you a whole loan option, which is slightly costlier. It's still having a two-wheeler as a secured asset at the back. Once you get the money, once you get the vehicle, your insurance, your maintenance, your resale, everything is your button. So the customer, it still comes with high commitment, highly offline, right? highly uh, uh, low, high-touch model. Right? It is still not digital savvy, low commitment low cash flow positive kind of a model. It's not there, right? It is still stuck where the product has evolved from my father's budget to now. a The product technology has moved, but the process and the experience has not moved. Right? And that's what we felt is a large ecosystem play, uh, where what ScredRV was doing is an excellent thing to solve a problem at the large, I'll say the leg end. That, okay, someone has used the vehicle, now it wants to sell. How do you help them in selling and get someone who wants to buy? But we, I realized that I mean, this problem has to solve across from the top of the funnel, where customers just thinking to buy a vehicle, or the vehicle manufacturing comes on the street, right? How you can make it a part of ecosystem where the revenue creation is much higher for everyone. And that's what kind of excited us. And that's where I decided in 2017 to make an exit from auto, from Kedarap. And took a break for two, three months. And then along with Harsh, my other coupon, so my partner from IIT Bombay, we both started Auto in 2018.
1: Uh, Harsh was with you in Canada or uh,
0: he joined you? So, so yeah, so Harsh and me, again, very interesting uh, coincidence here. So Harsh and me both belong to Udaipur. Both parents have a teaching background, but we never met at Dehradun. We met at IIT Bombay during our graduation. He was also worked the same batch of T12 as I graduated and we became close-knit friends where you in early college you make some 6-7 good friends that you trust like anything and we became part of it and then Hart also worked and led some interesting projects at Creda, So he was not a founder but when we were scaling it up we brought him in to run some interesting projects on data analytics and product that he led. So when I was thinking back of launching Auto, I thought about him I thought, let me discuss with him if he is like on board with the idea and the the concept and then uh, we'll be the best to work together.
1: Why did you leave Credar? You could have built this within Credar, also, right? Like it had enough money in the bank for these experiments. And I mean, you already had sold the idea to investors, you had backers, you had branding, you had access to customers, you had access to partnerships. So why why do everything from scratch?
0: Correct. So the two, three things are there. See, one, definitely while well, we did certain experiments, but there has to be alignment around uh, what is the core of the company, right? And is uh, the core at which, because it's been on almost three and a half years by then, the core at which radar was created, it was operation, customer expenses, what has been the core, right? And when you're building something where financing is the core, the risk and liabilities, everything changed, right? I thought it's, uh, it's better to focus uh on one thing and build it with full conviction uh then like selling into boats and and uh, took the decision and uh moved out, yes
1: so oh, you didn't like sell your shares or anything like, that. like all your equity is uh, still held and how much stake did you have when you left or uh, you're not at liberty to say.
0: No, I have i, I, I have decent stake considering being a founder, I had decent stakes and obviously the liquid it dissolves it dilutes as investors comes in, but I have decent stake. So I can't uh, put the numbers out, but yes, it's a decent scheme. Yes.
2: If you like to hear stories of founders, then we have tons of great stories from entrepreneurs who have built billion-dollar businesses. Just search for the Founder Thesis podcast on any audio streaming app like Spotify, Ghana, Apple Podcasts, and subscribe to the show.
1: Okay, so then tell me like about building auto from like that that zero to one journey like you did once again. So did you first do fundraise or like, How did you go about it?
0: Correct, correct. So, uh, obviously, now as we were um, building on the right? So, uh, here the uh, the fundamental change is, right? It's a business where financing is the core, the extreme. Is digitize, which obviously we have learned the digitization, the consumer internet side of it, obviously we know very well because we've done it different startups. But the building, the financing and money as a center of the business was different for us, right? And again, as I mentioned, for us, it's not about doing a lending business or doing a second business, it's more about the solving of problems. So if, if if we think what customer needs today, so customer needs an option. We're sitting at a comfort of home. He can select any vehicle of his choice. He can take three home test rides at home. So he don't need to walk into show you get the best price. For the vehicle in the market so that he's not worried about the prices and he gets capital because 70% of people today buy on financing. So it tried him a financing where the option is much better than the market. And how it is better than the market. So what auto built across for the customer is that as a customer, you can pay 230 MIS first for the two years. And at the end of two years, you can pay your 130 MI one short to keep the vehicle. You can pay 130 MI continue paying this 130 EMI for the next 12 months. Or you can say, I want to change. I've used it enough. I want to upgrade. I don't want to commit too much. So you come back to us. We help you in fine reselling the product. So as a customer.
1: But this was your idea from day one or did it evolve?
0: No, no. This was the idea. From day one, the idea was the customer should have an option to commit to a vehicle for a limited time frame. It would be two years, three years, four years. It's a customer's choice. But considering we understand this asset better because of our experience of Grenar, we can underwrite this asset better. So we can put up a value and say, look, at least this vehicle will have a minimum value of X after two years or three years, right? And hence, we give customer a liberty to not pay today, right? As a customer, you don't pay this money today. You use the vehicle for two years or three years and then you decide. If you want to pay the vehicle, very happy, give the money and keep the vehicle. If you want to use the vehicle, but you don't have money one time, because again, this category is cash. You can pay in the EMI or you can decide, I want to have now another vehicle. So this has been the, Kind of a concept from day one. So
1: it's it's like a vehicle subscription basically that instead of
0: correct. Yeah. So leasing leasing that is common in outside India, never happened in India before. And I think timings were just changing. For us, I think as more and more today, like 60% plus customers who buy a dealer in the age of 23, 35. So they are the millennials, these generation customers. I mean, for them, experience is more important than the ownership commitment to the ownership. So that shift has happened. Cash flow became very sensitive point for them. Because if I'm making 20,000 rupees, I need to make sure that I buy a phone, I buy a bike, I travel with my friends, I give to my girlfriend. So everything is important, right? So people want to make sure that their EMIs, their monthly cash flows are best optimized for it. So And it's just, like, the customer today wants to move away from offline tech as much as possible. So I think these were the great learnings that we had and that's what we built upon.
1: Like as an example, let's say a bike costs 60,000. So a customer could pay off to his
0: So I'll I'll take a real example. Let's take an example of Honda Activa, a selling product in India. Basically, it costs you around 85-90,000 rupees. So what happens is when you take a normal loan from any bank or NBFC for two years, bank will say pay us 10,000 upfront, pay 4,000 rupees per monthly EMI. For next 24 years, 24 months, and that's your vehicle, right? What happens with auto? Auto says okay, pay upfront 10,000, which is the same. But now you pay only 2,500 rupees for next 24 months. And at the end of 24 months, you can pay the remaining money one shot and keep the vehicle. You can keep paying 2,500 for next another 12 months and keep the vehicle. Or you can just give back the vehicle. No question. As you give back the vehicle and we change and upgrade to another option. So as a customer, your EMIs, upfront EMIs have gone down from 4,000 to 2,500 rupees. As a customer now, you have a flexibility, not commit today. After two years, you can commit if you want to commit more. And as a customer, now you can do everything sitting at comfort of which never happened before, right? So you get the bike at the best price, you can do home test rides, right? and then get a financing, which is much more simple and affordable. So that's how this product has evolved.
1: So this convenience of home element is only if a customer wants to buy on EMI, if I want to buy upfront full, then I will
0: not get that? No, so so obviously this was not there when we started. Obviously, as the time has evolved, we've also given that option to the customer. That There are two pieces to it. It's a commerce-enabled finance product now, where a customer... Even want to buy a bike, and so he can comfortably do it through our platform because he's getting the best option, best price, and comfort. And even if he wants financing, then he gets it. So it's a coupled product. Since seventy-seven out of ten are going to apply, so obviously financing is definitely a bigger piece here, but. Now we have opened, this service was launched just two months back, we opened the service that even customer who is just looking to buy can use the platform to get the maker in a most convenient way.
1: But uh, like in the early days, wouldn't there have been misuse of people getting the free test drives and then going to a dealer and buying? Like, did you see that happening?
0: Yeah, yeah, they'll definitely. See, uh, Indian consumers are always smart. So they are always way ahead of you in all the cases. So definitely you need to build the right hooks, right, for the customer, and still, there is still will be some level of leakage, right? What becomes important that you need to learn and keep improving, right? What will not make customer to do that, right? Uh, so, for example, if you see resale, if we match the lowest price. Even if you're getting the best price from the dealer, you come back with your better price for them. So that even if he goes to the field, he will come back and at least check out, yeah, can I get better here, right? So that's a hook for it. Financing is the key. We make sure the customer does the booking, put some 500,000 rupees with auto, and then he goes to the outlet so that he is already committed to auto in the business right? So that's a, a second thing to take care of. So, and build a good experience. See, what we have seen also, it's a shift, right? Obviously, I, I think 80% of people are moved ahead of it. They are not very much hesitant. Like they are hesitant to put much more effort to go to fill And covid accelerated, right? Frankly, after COVID, people don't want to travel too much, do too much cheap, so shopping on the floor, go to see for upgrades, they might do the final check, right? So they will book it and say, okay, on the side, because India, where, Buying a tech vehicle or a home is the, or a, uh, it's a high involvement. High involvement, in a auspicious thing, right? So it's, it's a, it's a social uh, booster. So they want to go on a certain time and take a delivery that we respect, right? That you, you go on your preferred choice time and preferred date and do the and what you want. It, uh, it's all your call. But um, before that, everything is close him. So you don't have a. Second thought to kind of try something different. So, and good thing is, you see, your built is still exclusive, right? No one has it. After even three and a half years, we can boast about it that the kind of concept that we built, the product that we brought in, the auto super EMR plan that we call, no one has it. Still no one has it. So even if, if you like it, right? If you are a young customer, imagine who is my customer, right? Someone who is in the age group of 22 to 25, making 14, 16,000 rupees a month already has some personal loans, some financial liabilities because of the family background. And then he sees, okay, my AMI can be reduced by 1500 rupees. I can rather use this money somewhere else. So he gets a hook, right? My AMI is a lower. No one else is giving this product. Why would I go to somewhere else? Same. imagine a customer just joined TCS, stays in Rajasthan, moved to Bangalore, new to language, new to city, don't even know how long he'll be there. And he gets a customer option that buy from auto, sitting at home, very convenient, this language, get everything. Auto will manage your insurance, resale everything. If after two years you want to move out to Hyderabad, Pune, you buy the vehicle and move away. Right? Progressive customer, commitment free model, no hassles offline, leak local language, problems, nothing you have to handle. Like everything will be managed by us. So, so it becomes a very uh, interesting choice for this customer, right? So our digital platform, flexibility to operate or shift after some time and what am I? would like the, I think the best hooks that this industry can get right now.
1: Okay. There are two uh, aspects of it that I'm going to ask you about. I want to understand how the backend is stitched together and I want to understand what is the customer acquisition strategy. So let's start with the backend first. So, uh, how do you provide the test drive at home? And, like, do you have tie-ups with dealerships and then you map them with the customer location or like, how do you do that?
0: Correct. So essentially what you said is right. So obviously we have to build a model where we are more of a enabler and an ecosystem player rather than getting into the activities by ourselves. So considering we add a decent amount of business to our partners. So we have aligned them. That's looking for customer. Good thing in the two-year categories, unlike cars, Two in two wheelers generally 65 to 73 percent people we have observed know what they want to buy. They're more worried about the color, the price, right, and the availability of the stock and money. That is more worrying. There are 20 or 30 percent people who want to try. Because generally, who buys a two-wheeler and you already have a friend running a two-wheeler, makes it on of you, us buy because we say utility. Right? right? only a certain set of customers buy it because it's a passion. Right. So they also know that if an auto will give me 10 customers, maybe two of them will ask for a test rate. So we have aligned our dealers in the nearest locality where we basically in the last, like, around 5 to 6 kilometers. They will be helping and enabling the test rate for our customers. So so that's how the test rates are evolved. From day one, we knew that if you want to build this business, is is there a scaling form? We need to be asset light on all the aspects. So one is the showroom. So we don't stock any inventory. These are the showrooms who have the stocks available. They have the team to provide the test rate. They have the team to do the delivery. So they do it. On the other side, we partner with banks. How do you do the coordination?
1: Like, does a customer get a call or does he have the ability to book the time for the test
0: drive and all of that? Like, like yeah, he can book the, he can take a, pick a slot and a date to, for booking a test ride and on particular date and slot, he will get the test drive from us. Yeah. yeah. And the showroom has a interface. So, correct. correct. So, showroom has an interface and they, they manage it. And good thing it's not food. So, even if there's a delay of 10, 15 minutes, it's fine because it's not that your food will get cold or something. You, Uh, Okay, so the slots are slightly longer in terms of they will have one one and a half slot to kind of decide upon to get a test ride. So that's then the platform provides on the dealer side to kind of put this through the app that is the test rides are done or not. That is something on that. Again, as I mentioned, asset light was important. So from day one, we made sure that we have support and backing of various lenders because see, else the capital will become the biggest blocker for me, right? Because it's a every vehicle. Customer, but you need to put money for financing. So, we were very really clear that we want to build this model scalable from so both the sides. One is of the brand side. So, the, we partner with both the brands, the dealers, so that they are stocking the inventories and providing the last mile logistics. On the other side, we partnered with the banks and NBACs, And we said, look, I have this customer who is generating income. He has some trade history and he's buying a two-wheeler, which is a 100% secured product. And I'm here to liquidate and resale in case that happens, if the default happens. But I want you to infuse the capital and make a return off. Right? I'm opening this retail segment of secured asset Class for you to make money. And I'll manage the full life cycle. So from orientation of the customer, his underwriting, his delivery of the vehicle, repayments, resale, everything will be managed by me. But you as a partner will infuse the capital. Because you are in the business of infusing capital.
1: So this was no longer a loan origination, but this was, you were sharing risk, like you were giving them a first loss default guarantee also. And the, the way you would earn that would be different. Like in loan origination, you get paid some amount per loan. Here you get a spread like maybe like 5% or 8% or 10% something. That, that would be your earning.
0: Yes. So obviously the, the spreads are better, but your involvement is also more. But we knew this is, core of this product because, see, when you want customer to have a, a very full, satisfying experience on the platform, right, certain decisions he needs to get on the platform. So, one is the vehicle which is buying, whether is getting the best price, whether it's getting the bike available in the desired time or not. And second, if it's applying the financing, if a platform says you get a financing, you should get a financing, right? So, you wanted to make sure that the customer has the best experience because the best experience will pull the best customers towards all so that's why this become important for us. And in the process, we also want to make sure that we are able to serve customers that we believe are the right set of customers to kind of underwrite. So that's why right. Here, the things stages We need to be very strong on our risk underwriting. We need to be very strong on our collections. The core of the, the auto has been very busy, right? So the teams, the leadership team that works with us as founders has comes with that kind of experience, deep understanding of the markets, and that's how the, the business is born. So yeah, when we started this, Kansing, this has money involved with you, we have to raise capital because without your some base of equity, you will not have any bank or lender believing you that you can build something out it. you will even survive for being here. So obviously we did that. So we, at the night, Kansing, now we had a good history of running successful web ventures, fortunate enough to get some good early backers. So we got investment at the, in uh, just at, we uh, started the company in two months' time, we raised the capital. Mm. How much did you raise? So we raised four and a half CR this time, uh, just at idea stage. From um, some marquee angels who has been into fintech and financial services at consumer internet industry. Based from, and then using this capital, we went to some of our lending partners that look, we are here to build this interesting model. It's a new model acting for the first time and we want you to back us. This is a very interesting sinus wave jar. So, what, what is a sinus wave? Sorry, I first. Have- I think it's like highs and lows, highs and lows that that has been part of this industry. Because when we started in 2018, if you remember suddenly September 2018, ILFS happened. That kind of shook the shook the lending market. The NBFC capital dried up, and then as market was coming back, Yes Bank happened in around that much. So I think that also helped us in building auto in a very sustainable and we we're sure that the how you give out the money is not important. How the money is coming back is going to be the most important question that anyone is going to ask you. And then slowly things got better. We got funding from Prime Venture partners around June 2019. That's where they came in. They invested one and a half million in the company. So that's a three round we did then and by then some good things happened for us. One was we were very slightly clear about the distribution, about the kind of consumer who is coming to auto and who is preferring us over the lending partners, others in the market. And hence, uh, with this money, we got certain ability to scale up at a certain pace. And lending has always been our vintage business. So as we also got some 10, 12 months of history that also built confidence in other partners to start looking at autos. So fortunately, with that vintage and with some more capital with us, We were able to get some new interesting partners to believe in us and come back and support us. So that happened. We scaled from roughly doing 20 vehicles a month to 100 vehicles a month. And and then COVID happened. So again, between the gears of gearing up for fundraise, getting up to keep scaling and then COVID hit us. When the markets even opened up in June, July, we were the first one to support our partner dealers in getting the business going. Because by then, frankly, most of the banks and PFCs had very offline process where they ask you for a pen card, copy or a document copy, signing. And by then, customers was very worried to even touch a pen or touch a paper, right? So in that case, our digitized process where everything is digital, right? From your KYC to your underwriting to the signing of agreements, delivery honor, everything is processed through an app, makes it very comfortable to the customer. He don't even need to touch another phone, right? You just put you do everything through your app and you get the bite. And he became one of the trusted partners for the dealer because he's able to s- keep selling water by could because auto was there to help him. So, so these things actually helped us very strong come back because what our relationship and connect to the partner became better. Suddenly COVID pushed industry towards digital transformation. So customers also thought, but should I go even go to showroom? Do I need to do that? Can I do sitting at home? So that accelerated the digital adoption of our platform, commerce platform. And third, our performance just after covid the next 3 to 6 months performance got every lender in the country to be interested to work with us so supply of capital which was toughest thing for us to grab before covid fortunately because of covid we came out as an outlier like all the fintechs got a hit and we also got a hit but the level of fit that we got showed the difference in way of sourcing the customer and underwriting it is able to keep the books healthy and that's what Excited. Every bank that retails, secured asset class is the way to do we should do. And there is someone who is building it in a very interesting way. Digital transformation is the future. We need to partner. And suddenly my whole capital supply problem, which is the biggest bottleneck for my business growth, became the least concern for me from there on. And, uh, and that's how about from September, October 2020, we started scaling the business again. Reached back to our pre-COVID numbers in October in Diwali time. And then it's been an interesting journey. Pre-COVID number was 200 a month. Yes. So that's what we hit back in September, October. And then we've been scaling like from 200 to March 2021, we scaled to from 200 to 600 numbers a month. And that's, those numbers were something that, and obviously again, almost two years of consistent portfolio performance where NPAs are under 1%, which this industry has never seen. And that's what excited so the new funds to invest. So that's where Metrics Partners are obviously led our free series around, and they invested into Auto last year. And So we raised total ten million dollars last year. Six million dollars has came from Metrics, and then obviously our existing investors and some more funds joint handsheld invested. And we got some again really good marquee angels uh, to believe in the story and again back us. So so last year has been I'll say uh, fairly well for us because. Second wave again happened, but we were this time very much ready with our learning from the first wave, we improved on the process, improved on our underwriting, improved on our collection, and that showed clear clear results that when the second wave hit, like our collection was hit by roughly ten percent. so that that also boosted confidence of the team that now, after in twelve months even, we have scaled up, we've been able to consistently do the right things on the spot and post the fundraise, we started scaling up so from three cities from March. We scaled to 8 cities now, roughly we are doing 2,500 numbers a month, so that's a decent growth, like from doing 500, 600. So the year in if I talk about in January 2020, we were doing 300, in 2021, we were doing 300, in December 2021, we did 2,100. So that's a 7x growth, we have just seen in one year type, so that's a 7x growth of the business. $10 million of series A, scaling up from three cities to almost eight cities now. The playbooks are ready. Team has grown decently well from 60 people or team 10. Now today we are roughly 350 or team members and definitely scaling up well. So, and the whole commerce neighbor finance has picked up very strongly. At that time only, so we had two channels of distribution. One distribution is the showrooms because so when we reached out to the brands and discussed the idea of auto, they said, Look, this is an interesting platform. This is the future. We would like to be on your digital platform so that customers at sitting at home can do everything. But at the same time, your financing is unique. And even today, the larger market is going to showroom to buy, and they should have this option. And we said, makes sense. And we now even a customer walks into showroom, he can get an option to get a financing auto super email plan for himself. Or if it's sitting at home wants to do everything, he can just use auto app to do it. So both than the distribution system. So earlier, our 30% business used to come through digital channel and 80% from the showroom. But with the, with the expansion, with more product improvement and with the push of the COVID, we clearly seen that today almost 50% business now comes from auto and 50% from our showroom channels. And that's an interesting shift because now... That brings you on the table as a one-on-one partner, equal partner, because unlike other lenders and banks were are completely thriving on showroom's ability to give them business, we are here actually adding business for them. We are actually, for every customer they are giving to us, we're able to get an additional customer for them, where they just have to fulfill it. Your vehicle, your financing, everything is decided. It's just coming to take a delivery and you're just a, well, servicing the customer and we're getting a good cut of it. Amazing. Okay.
1: So, okay. I have a whole bunch of questions I want to ask you. Uh, let's start with the stakeholder or stakeholder. So let's start with the dealer stakeholder first. So the, like the dealer would share something with you, irrespective of whether the loan happens or not, when you originate the customer, right? Like they would be sharing some, some.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. So when, obviously, see, with us, it's, it's a commerce model that we explain them. See, look, we we are spending marketing dollars. We are spending on technology. We are spending on Building that experience for customer to make a decision to buy a bike. So it saves you your effort on sales. So your sales, your operations efforts are saved. Additionally, to that, you are able to now sell at least 20-30% more than what you're selling, which means a faster replenishment of stocks for you, getting better terms from your brands as well. So there's a lot of win that this business creates for you. And hence, there has to be some commitment uh, sharing because, I mean, we are here to build business and not here to, to charity. So that has to be part it. Dealers understand it's a business. They have the business mind, they're smart guys. So they understand. Obviously, they will negotiate hard on whatever they put. But uh, finally, then they understand the value you bring on the table and they happen to work it.
1: And, and that's a percentage of sale price that you charge or is it a fixed fees? Like when you originate
0: the customer? No, It's, it's a mix, right? Now it depends on the brand and the models and dealers. So it's, a, it's somewhere it's fixed. Right, Somewhere it's some percentage of it, so it varies This, yes.
1: but, but that would, I, I'm assuming, maybe between 500 rupees to 1500, 2000 rupees would be the earning that.
0: Okay. So it's roughly around the la the, the later end, as you mentioned. So somewhere around that we charge. Correct.
1: What is the way in which a dealer is onboarded? Is it through the brand where like say you tie up with a Honda, so all Honda dealers get onboarded, or do you individually go to dealers and onboard?
0: Yeah. So it, see interestingly when we started, right, it's a, a new model, it's a new business. So we have to definitely crack dealers one by one. So when we started Bangalore, we have to go convince dealers to understand and believe in it. And being from a two way ecosystem, we knew that even if brands are convinced that dealers are not, we will not get the business because finally it's their capital, it's their territory, and they need to firmly believe in the process and product. So we made sure that we work with dealers hands on and got their feedback, understood why they love it, and got some business done. And then using the data, we went to the brand because brands are already connected because of our credit experience. But we went to the brand later with some data point and said, look, this is what you've done in one city with certain dealers and see how the, the results have been, progress have been. And now we want to replicate it to other places. And then it becomes easy, right? Because we have data, they can call the dealer, understand how's their experience, how's it helping and all. And once you have it, then you are aligned. Right? So that's how it happened. And now it's pretty easy. For example, we have launched three cities in the last three months. So now it's pretty easy that all the brands recognize us. So we communicate to them. They align the regional team with us. The regional team sets up a Zoom call for, for meeting with their dealers. We present our product. Again, now it's actually, it's opposite now that we actually shortlist and say, discuss that, okay, maybe these are the places we want to start first because of the profile and all, and then slowly expand to a a different region. So that's a a model where we already have some pipeline of dealers who are ready to get on board and we do it on a certain periodic basis.
1: You have like a dealer app through which they can manage the test drive bookings and track customers and all of that. Correct. And for a bank, what is the the commercial arrangement there? Like what what percentage do they provide you funds at? What percentage do you charge customers at? What is the spread for you and all of that?
0: So essentially, see, we charge it something which is at the, roughly the market rates today. So roughly in India, two-year financing happens at around 21-22%. So twenty twenty two 22 percent is the market rate. So we also fund the customer at the similar rate. And considering we manage the full life cycles, right? From the origination of customer to his underwriting to his repayments and then resale, everything is managed by autos. And with certain sharing of risk as well. We expect to make uh, some decent money on it. So we make roughly 8 to 10% for ourselves so that we have a healthy value creation. And I think the banks and lenders are smart. It's, uh, they also know if uh, the partner will not make money, this marginal lending will not survive inside So, Idea for them is also to get a... Uh, return which makes sense for them at the same time the partner makes the return which helps them in running the show as well as makes some profit so that's how the models are built and now we're adding roughly one partner every quarter so we already have like access to 300 crores that's a mandate actually we we, we haven't got a mandate you have to disperse 300 crores in in this calendar year that we need to do from our partners and we the idea is already placed we are scaling up Commerce is something that we're looking very strongly now because with EV coming in, many of the brands don't even have a luxury of offline dealer channel. So the auto is becoming a go-to platform where a consumer can come and discover the vehicle, take a test ride, apply for financing, and get the booking done. So the idea is that provide being that one platform which help customer. So we have interestingly we have verified reviews. So we have reviews from the experts. We have reviews from the users of the bike because we already have three years of customers that they talk about their experience. So these small bite-sized reviews, video reviews helps consumer in understanding first which product is good for him, then take a test drive right if he wants to or then or apply for financing. And through financing get the booking done. So the idea is to enable a very seamless experience for customer from the discovery to the to the financing. And it doesn't end there. Putting is our commitment towards our customer is long term. So even after a customer has bought a vehicle, his insurance, his servicing, his resale he can manage everything through auto app. So auto app provides, becomes a one single stop for him to do everything for his vehicle. Right? That's what the, you essentially we make your commitment, our commitment and make your life simple. That's the idea.
1: Okay. So does uh, the bank also do like approve, reject on that whole process is managed by you and bank just gives you a, like a line of credit in a way, like like they will say, okay, you have, available.
0: Yeah, so actually how it happens, obviously we have, so it's an infrastructure that we have built at the back end where any lender, any NBHC wants to plug in and let's say allocate a certain capital, they can do it. And at the same time, they can also create a credit engine which synchronizes our engine. So we have the credit engines. Which it's synchronized with our partners' engine. So when we approve, we know for sure that which partners are going to reject or which partner are going to accept it. And that helps us in making so that, so they, so to answer you, they don't get involved in a day to day, every case basis because that's what we do. But our engines are aligned with there so that any hard triggers of rejections are mandatorily verified, and understood before we do it. Right? And then we have multiple partners to do that. What has also happened with now is that, something Tubular is an interesting space. Many wants to enter who don't even understand it, and they now go with the experience of auto in the last three, three years. That the maybe the the great rules that you have built and your assessment is right, and we would be okay with using the same because you are more experienced than us. the right? Many NBFCs don't understand this category well. So in that case, they just adopt to our engines and start working with us. In some cases, the they have their own experiences and they have their own engines, and we synchronize and. Make sure that it's a seamless process. So, so for a customer, approval through Auto is an approval. He doesn't need to worry about uh, the financing part.
1: Right. So, uh, has this allowed you to move below the prime now? Like, because maybe there would be some lenders
0: who would be comfortable with more risk correct but we are not <laughs> right so if if we are not then we won't do it but yes having said it definitely it's a learning and and, and yes we need to be realistic to the market as well there are customers who seek option of auto and if not able to serve them it's also a, somewhere a failure for us so we want to serve as many as possible it's a learning we have a, we have a separate risk advisory panel uh, which has some senior veterans who have like headed risk <clears throat> been the risk department heads for bigger companies, CEOs for banks so they oversee every quarter. We take some experiments to pilot on certain categories, certain criteria, revisit the performance of Google's portfolio, and if it looks good, we keep evolving our trade engine. So idea is definitely with time, with, with obviously, permutations of data and that is to keep opening the gates for more and more customers to become part of it.
1: How do you do collections, like uh, digital collections?
0: Like- yeah, yeah. So, so with the thing, still the customer that we want to get is a digital savvy customer, as I mentioned. He is a digital savvy, which means he has net banking, he has UPI, his has access. So our customers, 100% customers activate the NASH, instant NASH. So when before the delivery, the NASH are activated, so auto-debits are in place and the auto debit happen. Good thing which also happens with us actually two things, right? One, that selection itself is unique because while there are four banks who have the same product, but you have a unique concept. So if a customer likes your concept, he comes to you and you have a better chance to say if you want to fund him or not, right? For others, everyone is same. If you don't do it, someone will do it. So you have a rush to compete there. So we get a good customer profile. Second is that, the the customer which comes to auto, right, even is not able to pay. For practical purposes, what has happened in India is that the tool category, while well, it's an asset at the back, banks and BFCs don't treat it as a secured asset class. That's why the rates are almost like personal loans. The deniers are also like personal loans because banks don't want to get into this headache, right? But the product of auto is built by default with a virtue that you have an option to come back and leave the vehicle. And we have an infrastructure to liquidate it, right? So, what happens when a customer defaults with auto? We just try to establish a contact and understand that what's the problem, what's the challenge. And if you're not able to pay for next three months consistently, we'll pick the vehicle back. We will liquidate it on your behalf because you have a good network. And if we make some money, we'll give share with you as well. But at least we'll make sure that your loans are closed, right? So that connect and comfort that you build for the customer helps you and the customer as well. See in India. We've seen that maybe 80 to 85% of people are genuine, right? So, see, uh, someone who is at the age of 23, just started a job of 18, he's optimistic that his life will get better. And suddenly, someone of his family gets some medical emergency or some he might lose a job because of some macro situation. He's not aware. He's not even thought about it. So, he's a genuine customer, went through some impact which changed his ability to pay, but he's genuine. He, he is, he's not in a mindset or intention to default. So in this case, you are able to build a connect, give him comfort, get the vehicle, liquidate it, pay the money, close it. So we've been, that's another big reason why we've been able to keep our collection really good.
1: And your liquidation is through credit, I'm
0: assuming. Like. No, that's one of the channels. So uh, I can think, uh, we have a limited scale, we are working with some small dealers. Obviously, with time, as we scale up, that if we have partnership with them also, we'll try. Today, we have. Roughly because the employees are low, we don't have enough supply even to the effect of the market. So we work with some limited local dealers who are able to kind of absorb it today's for from our side and do it. But again, there's also bidding system. We have three, four, the, the part-time bids on the vehicle. The one who gives the highest price gets the vehicle and for us. Yeah.
1: Got it. Okay. Okay. And so uh, let's talk about your customer acquisition. So like when you started, it must have been different because at that time you did not you were not doing the commerce model. You were doing the lending model. So so what was your hat like? Was it like buy two-wheeler on EMI, buy two-wheeler on easy EMI? Like wh- how
0: did you acquire customers? At- so our, our hit has been very simple. Get your bike at 30% lower EMI. And that's a big enough fool, right? If you see a see a advertise where you say that your EMI, so it's a lower EMI. Again, we very clarify that it's not less, it's a lower EMI, right? So you pay 30% lower AMI for the first two years and then you decide, right? So, so it's a, it's, see, if you are looking to buy something and you see that 30% low, so you will at least come and try. So that's a clear pull for us. And I'll tell you some interesting data points. This is a data by Google India report. 92% of people who buy a in India, whatever data they surveyed, I started their journey online, right? Where they started either with some basic inquiries, the nearest dealer, best price, best financing option, loan rates, documents for loan. They start their journey online. And ninety percent of them get buy offline because there is no option, right? But this is and this is what we also understood over time. As you asked, right? So earlier we used to generate business for our financing core, right? Okay, I want to disburse finance to the customers looking to buy a bike in an auto in map plan. That's how we started. Over time, our data showed that seventy three percent people who came to auto platform and web led financing booked a vehicle online. They didn't even care to go to showroom, and that's where we built upon it, if we can build a more engaging commerce play to it, where customer is able to discover bikes, take a test ride, and do it, it will become much more interesting right, for customer. And you understand, know, customer wants three see things. He wants the best price for the vehicle. He wants to try sometimes a vehicle. He wants the availability of stock of my color in the delivered time, right? in whatever new time you assure it that you should happen. Like transparent information. These three things he wants, right? If you provide this, and if you want financing, then financing is obviously the, you already have as a core. But if apart from financing, these are the three things he needs. If you are able to provide this to the platform, there's no reason for customer to go to a showroom. Before looking for delivery, yes, he still goes because that's an auspicious thing. People like to do, do that by themselves, but at least he doesn't need to go to showroom before he makes, to make a mind of what vehicle goes buy. So that's a kind of an evolution that has happened. So... Uh, so simple. Our ads has really interesting CTRs because it's a very clear, relevant, uh, helpful information for him to absorb and come to us, and that's what start, it started across.
1: By, by CTR, you mean click through rate? Yes, click through. Yes. Uh, and what is what do you, What is a good CTR just for people who don't know? Like-
0: so, see, I say every industry has a different CTRs, right? In our industry, anything between 0.2 to 1 has been good, and we have been able to keep it to 1.3 to 1.8. So. So that's what the kind of... A 1.8%. Correct, correct. CDR. So that's a very good CDR rates for this. Do,
1: do you still advertise that uh, lower EMI? Is that still the pitch? Or is it because now you're, now it's commerce also? No?
0: See, my, so, so obviously so now we have multiple pieces. One is like get a test drive, free test ride at home to try a vehicle. I get a bike at the lowest price on the platform get financing right? So you have like pay 230 EMI and then uh, pay one third later. So we keep doing different mixes for customers to absorb and come to auto. But yes, now as I said, funnel has definitely gone wider where customer can enter a different point. Right? If you are looking for verified content to decide or filter your vehicle choice, you can enter auto. If you have de- want have decided to see vehicle but you want to do some home test right before you want to go further in the process, you can book at auto. If you have decided the vehicle and you want to get financing, you can come and start the process. So now customer can inject into the auto ecosystem at different points in the journey.
1: And so you said that you charge something to make sure that you are weeding out frivolous customers. What is that like?
0: So essentially what we do is so when a customer comes and completes the journey, right, once the journey is completed, you got the approval. We make sure that we get at least see getting money from the Indian consumer is the final benchmark or a milestone of your success on the transaction. Right. So make sure that when the consumer goes through auto channel, we make sure that we at least get 499 or triple lines from the customer on the platform itself so that now he is completely serious about his decision to buy. So we just do first like thousand rupees, see getting... A customer intent in India, if you you get 99 out of him, he is here, right? That's the way it is. So we just make sure that he pays that initial booking. So we basically, that is a trigger that pays this amount, assign or align a showroom at your place and align the delivery of the vehicle. So you need to make this payment. And that's what triggers or shows the intent of the customer to buy. Yeah,
1: that's, that's like a referred adjustable booking amount, something like that. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it gets adjusted against that. Okay, got it. Okay. And, but wouldn't there be a case, I'm imagining like new bike, yeah, I want to test drive it. Just shock it. Not that I want to buy. So, there cases like
0: Correct, correct. Our idea is just post-three test drives. If we want to test the water, we might ask for a 99 rupees small small tokens from the customer in case he does it. But we have seen people generally take one or two test rides and make a move. So, yeah, some of them not buy. That is fine. But I believe that's a... Loyalty and engagement you build over years. True, true, true.
1: So, and you said that you are with the customer through that entire life cycle with other services. So, what, like, do you have buy an insurance policy and like, so uh, how are all of those other things done then? Like you have a collaboration with, uh, are you an agent yourself or you have collaboration with some insurtech company?
0: No, we have collaboration with the partner right now. Because with scale, definitely we'll take the the necessary routes. But right now we work with like a corporate broker or something like that. Correct, correct, correct. correct. So over time we'll do it. But right now, the uh, so good thing is sunsting the customer is from day one with auto, we are collecting monthly EMIs from him. So we know when the insurance is going to expire so we can immediately Get him into the insurance. Plus, our insurance, he can pay over EMI. So, you don't even need to shell out this cost one time. You can just increase the EMI by 50 rupees and or 100 rupees and his insurance gets covered. So, it's very simple and easy for him. So, insurance renewals. He also partnered for pick and drop service feature where customer needs regular maintenance so vehicle can be picked from his home, serviced at the garage and again dropped at his home or at office, wherever you are. Makes your servicing also easy, right? So idea is again provide customer, as I mentioned, right, the Mantra is simple, 10x simple way to buy a financial owner to dealer. Type. What is your current kind of split between organic and uh, like acquired traffic or leads? So organic is around 30-35% for yes.
1: us and remaining is acquired. Got it. Okay. So, and for servicing, you would have like, again, tie-ups with these same dealers only would be doing servicing So so that.
0: Dealers are there. Both our dealers are there. Then now there are aggregators as well who also provide the service. So both of them are there on the platform. So.
1: And so like help me understand from a scale perspective, like uh, you're doing 2,500 bikes a month. What does that mean? Like how much would uh, another two-wheeler financing company be doing? There, Like just that
0: perspective. No, no. So yeah. So frankly, we are, we are just scratching the surface, right? So it's a huge market. In India, roughly, 20 million new two-wheelers are sold, right? It's a $20 billion market industry. 50% of finance, which is like a $10 billion industry, right? In $10 billion doing a two, uh, even doing 25 million a year is nothing. It's it's, it's scratching the surface right now, right? So we are definitely small. Obviously, good thing is in the cities where we exist, we have a good share. With the partners we operate, we have share anything between 18% to 30% is our financing share. So that's a that's a validation for us that work with partners, limited, but build intensity of business so that you they feel value coming from us. And also this validates that there is enough demand for our option in the market, right? When there are five, six players, yet you are able to command 30, one third of the market share or one fourth of the share. It means you, you have something interesting for the consumer as well as for the partner. Got it. Okay. And so I think probably after speaking to you, what realization
1: I come to is I think The way to do e-commerce for vehicles is probably this, where there is a financing-led approach, uh, which is helping you make majority of your income instead of trying to make income through commissions or through listing fees. uh, Yeah, this is is an amazing insight. This probably would also apply to a lot of other industries. I'm imagining even for real estate, this is a much better approach.
0: Yes, yes, yes
1: charging for listing, make money through financing, and that subsidizes your commerce play. Amazing. Okay. So why did you choose Otto? I mean it's such a confusing name. Whenever I see it, I want to say Otto, but then because you said Otto so many times, so now I'll maybe next
0: five times I say it, you know, I'll get used to calling it Otto. But So I think you again name has always been interesting for me. I like it it has to stand for something. It has to be somewhere part of the philosophy. So auto has come out of ownership together. So it's about let's phone together. So it's so sort of, while well, as I mentioned we are here to take some commitment of yours to ours. And that's how we are part of this journey. So yeah, that's, the, that's how the vision <laughs> lies in the name. And good thing, by the way, is that the industry, it's relevant. So it makes it also very relevant that you are in an auto category. It also resonates to your industry when you say auto capital. which is our financing arm. It, it somewhere clicks that, oh, oh, it should be related to automobile categories. So that's how the name has kind of coined so uh, what's on the roadmap? Are you looking to raise more? See, obviously, something we have done, a uh, fundraise last year, we are well capitalized. But yes, uh, as the uh, missions are bigger and ambitions are also higher, we definitely want to now reach this opportunity of being a leader in this category. And to do that, yes, maybe uh, another quick fundraise would definitely help us in yeah, like going more aggressive to the market and investing more in the commerce experience, investing more in the building the scale, getting the right technology up,
1: Okay, I guess the next round would be like a 40-50 million round only, right? Because you've already done 10 million. So doing anything small doesn't make sense.
0: No, I think, so I, I'll tell you another thing. I, it's a learning as an entrepreneur a few times. And now I actually prefer raising in a small splits way. Because as as founder, you're always in the pressure to deliver, right? So raising optimal as needed by the company based on your Realistic projections, realistic need one should raise because that keeps you away from the huge pressure of delivering. So getting into the game of valuations, getting the game of fundraise is always exciting as a founder because you you have the highest stake here, but it sometimes gets you in too much of pressure of delivering and you might miss on some of the cores of business which are needed for sustainability.
1: And are any acquisitions on the card, I I mean, for example, acquiring... Uh, a site which does content could be a good play for you to do li- like content-focused businesses.
0: Correct, correct. So, uh, so far, definitely we are not, not about it. But yes, maybe post another fundraise, we might start looking at some growth hacks, obviously, uh, in which some, as you mentioned, as you're enabling the commerce side of it, maybe a idea to acquire someone who has already created the good lever on the content. And if you can leverage it to build more traffic for you, is could be on the cards. Maybe a financing entity which has or which, which already has built a good books and uh, looks might look as a good equation for us to strengthen our lending side of it, could be on the cards, something which could be done on the ownership side with the EV coming in, charging infrastructure, charging stations could be another side to look at it. So as of now, we don't have anything right now. The focus is to just focus on this complete commerce enabled finance piece and make be the leader and yes. But the next one is we might open some strategic kind of module, incubate some startups or pick some good startups in this category because any anyway, you want to be in the ecosystem game, So uh, that might help us. But right now, nothing will pass.
1: Got it. Okay. And what is your roadmap for four-wheeler? Like you would, I, I mean, I'm guessing if you're building a platform, it makes no sense to restrict it to only two-wheelers,
0: right? Very fair, fair So I'll say idea is at least for next 18 months, just focus and Create a leadership here and build the best product experience. I that. yes, we want to explore other categories because just to share interesting insight. Many times, the one who buys a two-wheeler, ten to fifteen percent people buy a four-wheeler as the next vehicle. So there might be naturally, if I have half a million users, there will be naturally hundred thousand users who might be looking to buy a car now. And again, if they have already got a best experience of ownership through auto, why should they go back to old school approach of ownership? Right? It might make some good sense to be with us.
2: If you like the Founder Thesis podcast, then do check out our other shows on subjects like marketing, technology, career advice, books, and drama. Visit thepodium.in that is for a complete list of all our shows.